Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Word Balloon, everybody. The comic book conversation show. John Suntress here. Fun conversation today with Matt Medney and Morgan Rosenblum of Heavy Metal. They have co-authored a new graphic novel called Stable. It's the beginning of a new sci-fi graphic novel series. Uh, it's a great story about art ships leaving Earth, uh, the people that are left behind, and uh, what to expect from alien benefactors when the Earth is dying and they offer uh, the ability to come to a planetary paradise is all what it seems. That's kind of the mystery behind Stable. And of course, uh, the story too about the people that don't get chosen for the Ark ships and are left behind on Earth. Pretty fascinating concept. Great to talk to Morgan and Matt. Uh, we get into a lot of things and uh, we uh, continue the conversation about NFTs because heavy metal is very involved with them and NFTs as well. So uh, I appreciate the conversation and uh, I think it was uh, a lot of fun and I hope you'll enjoy it today. The guys behind heavy metal and the graphic novel Stable on today's Word Balloon. Word Balloon is brought to you by Aftershock Comics. Here's some of the highlights of February coming from Aftershock. You're going to see the release of Baby Teeth Volume 4, the wrap-up to the series from Donny Cates and Gary Brown. That's coming out on February 9th. There's issue 4 of Cross to Bear, the chase for Jack the Ripper from Marco Stojanovic and Sinza Banovich. That is coming out on February 23rd. There's also Paul Tobin and Andy McDonald's My Date with Monsters, issue 4, also coming out on February 23rd. Then there's the modern-day Christmas crime story, The Naughty List, from the minds of Nick Santora, TV writer of The Sopranos, Law & Order, The Fugitive, and Prison Break, and illustrated by Lee Ferguson of Sympathy for No Devils. That's coming up in April, and it's gonna be another barn burner from Aftershock Comics. Don't forget, you can find full story descriptions, preview pages of art, and the diamond codes on these and other books to order through your local shop at AfterShockComics.com. Word Balloon is also brought to you by AlexRossArt.com. Alex's art speaks for itself. Iconic images of incredibly amazing characters over the years. DC, Marvel, tributes to people like the Monkees and Monty Python, David Bowie, the Beatles. So many great iconic people have allowed themselves and their estates have allowed Alex to depict them in ways that you want on your wall. Not only wonderful covers for graphic novels and comics, but also beautiful art prints, amazing lithographs, and incredible original art as well. If you can swing it, it's worth it because Alex is that kind of illustrative genius. And all of his work is waiting for you at every price point imaginable at alexrossart.com. Don't waste time. Go over there today. I'm sure you're going to find your favorite hero depicted by Alex Ross. Alex Ross Art. Art.com. Word Balloon is also brought to you by the League of Word Balloon listeners. That's right, my superhero team, the listeners of Word Balloon that back me through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Word Balloon. I'm not asking anybody to break the bank to support me. If you can spare it, if you like Word Balloon and you want to support the show, that's the best way to do it. And uh, it's just a monthly subscription. It could be a dollar. Whatever amount you can afford is greatly appreciated. It helps keep the lights on here at Word Balloon and uh, helps keep me in business as I pursue these great interviews and other projects as well that are coming in 2022. So if you like what you hear here and want to hear more, go to patreon.com slash Word Balloon. And I really appreciate the support. Thank you, League of Word Balloon listeners.
Okay, this is going to be an interesting watch. Uh, you won't really notice on the audio. Uh, you will notice that Matt Medney is uh, talking to us via his Tesla. But yes. uh, uh, the, but it's great. It's going to be a very much an action shot when the camera switches to Matt uh, because uh, he is driving as he's talking to us. But I want to welcome uh, the authors of Stable, Matt Medney and Morgan Rosenblum. Welcome to Word Balloon, guys. Good to see you. What's up, guys? How you doing? Doing it's all right. Thanks for having us. Absolutely, man. Um, so stable, very cool, interesting concept, uh, familiar to people of uh, sci-fi fans. Give us one of you. Give us the uh, the the 10-cent elevator pitch. I don't want to screw it up, but it's uh, uh, it's a great premise. I'll let Morgan give the elevator pitch. But you know what's also cool to talk about with stable is it was one of those stories where a lot of the hero projects um, books sort of start where. Morgan and I and Johnny and Pete or Voodoo are just throwing some random ideas at the wall. Morgan had some script that he had in his folder and I had some ideas and we were like, what if we just like kind of smash these things together? Remember Morgan, we were going through a bunch of those IPs and stable was birthed out of just like having a whiteboard where we took a bazooka to it and then it kind of <laughs> created stable which was amazing in, in every sense of the word. But I'll let you, Morgan, kind of give the elevator because you're a little more concise than I am when it comes to talking it through. Thank you. Um, so it, it takes place, I think, in the near future. I don't know if we actually say the date or anything like that, but what winds up happening is that like a black hole or some sort of anomaly appears in our in our solar system like near our sun, unexplained, and quickly begins draining the fuel cells of the sun. Earth is now dying. We don't, even if we were to like move to another planet, it's not going to solve the problem, right? Because the, the sun affects every planet in the galaxy. So we're pretty much screwed as a as human race. So humans with, without having the ability to like hyper travel or space travel through hyperspace and stuff like that to another solar system are desperate. And we're trying to figure out what to do. And we send out like um, a bunch of satellites and whatnot to try to reach other corners of the galaxy. This is like a desperation mayday kind of thing. And someone picks up the phone. And it's like another alien race that claims that they've done this, that, that, that like they've actually helped other species before. And so they send over uh, like the blueprint for the technology on how to hyperspace travel. But we only have enough time and resources um, to build three of these like arcs. Right. And so uh, we mankind builds three, but then the who gets to go on them. Right. So the company that like created the original satellites, this company called Astral, um, they are the key holders, right? They get to decide who gets gets a ride on it. So they come up with like a really interesting system. And it's like, the obvious answer is like, well, who's the most important, what, what kinds of people are the most important to our posterity and, and our existence and, and evolution moving forward? Like, do we bring on uh, genius scientists? Do we bring on artists, musicians, writers? Like what, what, what the best of humanity, that 0.001%, right? But then also, like, there has to be something else. Yeah, that, like, scientists, just to say. What was that? I, I just, I had, a, I had a pump in there from where I just want the genius scientists. I want to just ooze information from them. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, that, that's what I love about how, how we write is we come from these different point of views. Uh, all of the hero team where it's a little bit of, like, the science nerd geek that I am mixed with Morgan, who's this pop culturist with Johnny and Pete who kind of round out middle ground between the two of those. And when, when we're trying to create what sort of customer profile for a lack of a better term, that's on each of these arcs, we're able to sort of toggle between the spectrum of, um, of ideologies that we all sort of hold near and dear to our own hearts and our own lives, and be able to put those concepts and constructs into the character. Yeah. And so like um, continuing that notion further, right? It can't just be the best of the best because what about people's loved ones? So then Astro comes up with the idea of like, well, what if we give anyone that was chosen a plus two, like literally like plus two people you can bring with you, can be anyone. Okay. Want, right. But what if you have three kids or right. you know, two, I mean, you know, like, or, or and a wife you want to bring or a husband or something like that. Sure. You know, uh, so we, we, we like that idea of like kind of the Sophie's choice, like how many people would give up their seat, right? And so the story as a whole actually follows two completely different narratives. It follows the chosen, those aboard the arcs, and they're already on the arcs when the story starts. 
right? It kind of throws you into the action. And then it also simultaneously follows the left behind, right? The unlucky ones that are left behind on this death, desolate dying earth. So it has that very like the road post-apocalyptic feel um, for, for that group. And the cool part of it is, and this was like the big challenge for us was like, how do we create a group of characters, like an ensemble cast of characters that you actually genuinely care about? Because you can't give them like so much, you know, usually when you're following a graphic novel, there's a pretty tight knit group of protagonists, if not one central one, we don't really have that in our story. It's got much more of that like lost approach or even like um, Orange is the New Black where you're following several different characters and they all have connections to, to someone else. So every character you meet on the Earth storyline is, is connected to one or more characters on the arc around, but you don't know the connection when the story begins. So as you read, you'll eventually find out like, oh, that was like that person's brother and they left them behind or something like that, which is kind of neat. Or the other thing too, is like certain people actually won a lottery ticket aboard the ark, right? Like just straight up chance. There was five, like, I think 500 tickets or 5,000. I forgot the number we picked. 5,000 tickets to the ark, straight up Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory style. <laughs> like a man, like you, you just want a, a two tickets to your salvation kind of thing. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And you'll see those tickets in the graphic novel themselves. I think, you know, something that makes the hero books a little bit more unique to a lot of other graphic novels is we really dive deep into the world building. For the people watching, you can see this. For the ones listening, when you buy the book and when you read it, you'll see there are about two to three what we at Hero call fake ads. And with these I just ads, showed them, by the way, as you're I don't know if you could saw that, but no, totally. And and what, what these ads are for people listening is in-world story mechanisms. We feel it's important to fully lean in to every aspect of a story. Um, so the different companies, the different characters, the different mechanisms of a story, be it how money works, how environmental concerns work, are all ads placed within the book, quote unquote, paid for by those characters or those entities from within the book. You know, we are very rich in the stable universe and money from the ads bought by Astral, but you know, <laughs> that's just within the world right now. <laughs> but to further Matt's point, yeah, like it just goes to like the, the world building aspect of it. Every ad that interrupts the story is actually not a real ad. They're fake ads that only that, that are for things that only exist in the world of stable, which is fun. And so sometimes people like don't even realize that. And we, it's something hero does with all of our titles. Right. So you'll you'll notice that the ads that interrupt the story, there's like real ads at the end for other titles and stuff we're working up. But that like are in sure. the actual story are yeah. fake ads that are for things that sort of just further the world building aspect of it. You know, that's great. That's excellent. And no, it only enriches the universe that you're setting up and everything. Definitely. Um, no, I love it. I love the concept. I'm a big uh, God going back again, showing my age uh, when worlds collide. Great 1950s movie where there's that kind of uh, cataclysm coming and they build space arcs to leave. Um, certainly there's the mystery of, can we trust these aliens that are, you know, uh, providing this golden opportunity to uh, keep the human race going in another area and stuff. And, uh, you know, yeah, I, I guess, you know, uh, it's like I said, I think that's a cool mystery and also uh, dealing with the people left behind and uh, what they have to deal with. No, that's great. How did you, uh, How'd you find your artists? I mean, one of the great hallmarks of heavy metal is always introducing us to these incredible international artists that if it weren't for heavy metal, maybe we wouldn't be aware of and stuff. But tell me more about your artists. You want me to handle yeah. this? You want to handle that? No, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll handle it. So, you know, um, Fran, uh, Fran uh, Pisa is unbelievably talented artist. And we found him through our partners over at tomato farm so tomato farm and hero worked together to produce and create this book and it was hero was in charge of the writing and story creation and tomato farm was in charge of the artist adoption and when we were going through the the premise and the ethos and the tonality of the story with them they had brought fran as sort of their their one-stop shop guy who would be everything from pencils to colors and you know i think what um what we've noticed with it is that you know quality and time efficiency don't go as 
opposite as you would think. This book went pretty efficiently fast for all of the art to be done by a single entity. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll Mark Morgan really um was the lead art director for this book as well. So I'll let him talk about the process was like working with Fran. But just from an aesthetic standpoint, I felt like we couldn't have had a better art team or artist do the interiors. And then Andrew, who's someone who uh, has worked with Morgan before as well on other books, did our covers and chapter titles. And I mean, those are just unbelievably breathtaking. But Morgan, I'll let you kind of go through those a little bit more. So one of the big things that you're going to see um, aesthetically with with uh, Stable is these like two page splash spreads where we utilize like one gigantic like landscaped image as the backdrop for a lot. And it, like it's it's a panel in and of itself. Right. But it's like it fills up all the back the background. So there's, there's no wasted space. It's very cinematic, you know, and um, when we pitched we 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 wrote the comic script because when you I don't know if you're familiar with reading comic scripts versus like, oh, a, yeah a film script, but it's, you know, it breaks it down from like page one, panel one, six panels, opening shot, small panel, big, whatever. So we were writing the script and we pitched the whole double, the double page spread. Fran just got it immediately. Like his, his layouts got, we're like, he gets the vision right away. And I remember, I remember him challenging us saying like, uh, because as he was reading just chapter one of the script, he's like, there's a lot of characters that were, you're introducing, like, maybe you want to cut out some characters. Right. And we were like, no, 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 no. And then as, uh, um, as he kept reading with, he's like, all right, I trust you. You guys are the writers on this. And then, you know, he did the same thing with like some of the art we were like, we should, don't you think we should do this? And he's like, guys, this is how we should do it. Trust me on this. And it wound up working perfectly. Um, and we also collaborated, like we took some feedback that he gave us for the writing as far as certain things. But ultimately as he got deeper into the script, he's like, you know, I was totally wrong. There's not too many characters. This is beautifully constructed. And he, he's not just saying this because he works with us. Cause you know, he wants it to be as good as it can too. Of course it was cool for him, for us to see him sort of come around saying, I don't know if you guys can pull this off with like so many different characters to be introduced and follow jumping around from storylines. But you'll see as the story moves forward, they all start to like interconnect and weave together and you're like oh that's how those two connect and that's and then by the end of the story you're like whoa this really paints like a a a full picture for me and we think we leave it off in a place where you're just like i need more i need more oh so and that's another question um is this the first chapter of an ongoing uh graphic novel series we we do have we do have three graphic novels mapped out maybe more but this initial um sort of arc pun intended <laughs> is is um is designed for for three three uh three journey points all of them will be straight to graphic novel we're not going to do any comics for these um but we're pretty excited about where the story goes john did you read the full story um yet I, I have to confess, I have not uh, had the chance no, to. We could do a follow-up talk if we. Uh, I'd be happy to do that because I no, would no. like. To. All uh, good. But, I mean, we, I, mean we I, would I, love I really, I, I genuinely am, am excited about the premise. And uh, again, I have the trust in uh, heavy metal and what it normally provides in terms of story and art. That you know, I'm I'm always in. I'm I'm always in. I've been. I'm a long time heavy metal reader. And, uh, I think since you guys have, uh, taken over the company, uh, I honestly, I, I really enjoy the new direction and I think you guys are doing the right stuff. I appreciate that, John. And the only reason I asked that, not, I mean to put you on the spot like that is because the ending is a, a, a pretty big wow moment, um, that I don't want to uh, spoil for anyone, but I think really does, um, define where this story's going for the second issue uh, for the second graphic novel without it being like an unfulfilled cliffhanger. Uh, it's probably okay. the best way for me to describe it. But it could the, be uh, a one and done. Like if, for example, like if we, that could just yeah. be a really artsy cool ending where you're like, Oh, you know, <laughs> and, and it worked. But the way that we, we, we want it, we were like, we kept, we like Matt was saying earlier, we always throw stuff to the wall and then like, see what kind of snowballs almost, or like starts sure. to build them. We're like, Ooh, that's kind of cool. Hey, what if we took that here? And then what, you know, voodoo will jump in or Johnny will jump in and be like, Hey, I have an idea. How about we, and then it's like, okay, now we're, we're working with something here and we have like a real idea that's forming legs and, and growing and moving. And so at the end, you know, with every book, it's like everything you think is going to happen or, or you, when you think you figured it out, 
like there's a hard left turn, you know, and then you double back and then you're going, you're just like, wow, it's not just the plot turns and stuff. I, I, you know, Matt and I are big on characters and like keeping the story ground, no matter how hi-fi or sci-fi any story is without grounded characters that are flawed and relatable, you know, it it doesn't matter. Um, These characters, like there's a host of different characters from all sort of like different classes of society and whatnot and dealing with their own personal baggage and shit. Well, let, let me ask you formatically and the scope of the story, is it going to be a traditional um, looking graphic novel or is it kind of a widescreen coffee table uh, display? I mean, how would because again, there you go. Let's see it. So no, it's, it's, this is yeah. standard like graphic novel sure. size. I mean, the first book, I think, is like 130 something pages, maybe. Cool. Um, yeah, open it up if you don't mind. Absolutely. Yeah, open it up. And, uh, Morgan, go to some of the spreads. So what we did do, Please. John... Um, which I think is really unique. Uh, this book is we had this idea to the cinematic viewscape, the spreads, almost more so than regular comic pages. So the spreads really are fluid throughout the book with a ton of inset panels. And you'll see with these, uh, the way that we just told the story, we thought that it'd be interesting to really design uh, the world building while keeping the story narrative to Morgan's point, really specific on characters and letting the art really talk about the world. It was, it was an idea that we kind of played around with early on. And then we did the first few pages like that. And we thought it was cool. And by the end of the first 20 pages, we realized 10 of them were spreads and we kind of kept that theme throughout the entire book. Very cool. Morgan, while you're showing the book, if you don't mind providing some narrative, and that way the camera won't uh, jump away from you. So, uh, yeah, why don't you show us some of the pages? Yeah, there you go. So, um, look at that. That's beautiful. Going on me now? Okay, cool. So, yeah, yep. like, as you can see, like, the main background image is like a double-page splash. Yep. with inside panels over it. And uh, this really allows us to, you know, create that cinematic feel. And uh, I would say half the book is, is actually comprised of these kinds of two-page splashes with insets. It and looks great, man. The amount of planning that went into like the design of the world and things like that. It's not like we're just going to make this up as we go and design this ship. Is like in the back of the book. This is pretty cool. Like there's a schematic of how the arcs actually look from all angles with its sure. shield. How the gravitational force or like disc like creates gravity for them. Things like that. There's like um, all the characters that we had created have like um, little bios at the back. Yeah, learn a bit more about them. Um, you'll probably start seeing these on our social media too, because we're going to turn these into like individual like character card posts and stuff like that. But um, sounds great. Yeah, that's and then beautiful. Fake man. ads. I don't know. Oh, so this is pretty. Yeah, nice show too. me one of the fake ads. That's a great well, I mean, idea. This isn't a fake ad, but this is like the chapter title art is like absolutely gorgeous. This is from Andre Asikov. Yeah, uh, from Bark Bark Studio, and I, I've done a lot of work with him on a, several projects. Oh, repeat that, Matthew. I'm sorry. I was talking over you. Who was that that you uh, mentioned? Andre Ashikov. I may be saying mispronouncing his name, so I apologize. But Bark Bark Studio is his his company, uh, like in his art team behind it. So let me show you some of these like fake ads. Here's the golden tickets, which are kind of fun. So we actually like, we actually went in and like, it 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 doesn't say yeah. like long ipsum whatever. It actually says like on this date you must report to this like loading f- like dock facility. Like it, there's the level of world building that went into this is really a, really unique. And while I would I would agree that like this is a familiar concept. I don't think we have like a truly original sure. concept of like oh migrating off of Earth because the planet's dying and trying to go elsewhere. But I think it's the characters and the individual journeys that make it feel unique i would argue that the twist and the way the story is taken is pretty uh it's pretty unique as well um you know it's something that we do i think exceptionally well at hero is using uh familiar stories with interesting new twists is uh is something that you know we excel at and i think this story is a manifestation of that you know really coming to a head and in, in, in what I think is one of the best things that we've produced to date. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Matthew, describe, uh, and, and then Morgan, you describe your company, but describe uh, Hero and give me the full name. And and uh, Matthew, you describe, or Morgan, you describe Voodoo. If I'm, if I'm delineating who would represent both. Voodoo uh, is a know, person. Just so you know, Voodoo is what we have four, just to clarify, we have four partners, creative partners. We call it the core four in Hero. Hero, like Matt is the CEO of Hero Projects, which I'm the chief creative officer of. And okay. then he's also the CEO of Heavy Metal, where I'm the managing editor and art director of. So we're both, we're yes. they're kind of like sister companies, right? Whereas Heavy sure. Metal has the, the the legacy, yeah, it's iconic. Been around forever, and it, it's of course people. Hero is a little bit more on like the the new age pop culture to a degree. We we started as a custom comics company where we made Hero. That is where we made custom comic books and graphic novels for um, brands and and musicians and music festivals. Okay, sure. Like and then we started when when Matt um, uh, was brought on with Heavy Metal to, to steer the ship and bring it you know back to its its sort of glory days, but in a forward direction we were like, Hey, we, we should pitch heavy metal, some original concepts. And, you know, we have the CEO, like, uh, we have his ear <laughs> he's on, sure. on both sides. So like, let's see if he's interested in that and the rest of the team. And we, you know, we, we, we shared it with the rest of the, the heavy metal team and they're like, Ooh, this is pretty cool. And we, you know, Excellent. stuff. So this is kind All of, right, so, a good, a good so then tell me about, tell me about who do the guy or voodoo, the guy. Voodoo Bones. Well, that's Pete yeah. Russo. Voodoo Bones is his sort of like uh, his artist name, I guess. Right? Sure. Um, that's sort of like what he goes goes by. Uh, he's our executive creative director and um, does a lot of the graphic. He did all the fake ads, right? That's all. He, I understand. Okay. Um, he does like our logo designs. Uh, he also is heavily involved in the story uh, conception part. Like when we're, when we're, we always start, we never just start with like a script. We always like, we'll go with like a treatment, an outline that has like, who are our characters? What are the arcs or the journeys that we're going to follow on them? Where are we going to take the story kind of thing? What's the setting, all that stuff? What are the themes of our story that we want to explore? A lot of planning before we do that. So that's that's Pete Voodoo Bones Russo. And then the fourth member is Johnny Handler, um, who's my oldest, literally my oldest friend. I, I always refer to him as my womb mate because our parents <laughs> met. Like, here's why, though. Our, we didn't share a womb. We were neighbors in the womb. So our parents actually met during a Lamaze class. And like, Hilarious. Within like a month of one another. And sure. been, like, there's like baby pictures of us growing up. And so, uh, so Pete, Pete is, is like longtime friends with Matt. And then Johnny's my long-term friend. And kind of just the, the two pairs kind of came together to form Hero. And then while Hero was starting to take off, right, that's um, that's when Heavy Metal was looking for, you know, new leadership. And they heard about Matt and what he was doing with Hero and were like, we need that guy. And then I was like, don't forget me. And then he brought me. <laughs> so what other have you uh, beyond doing uh, graphic novels and comics for, uh, you know, for existing, like you said, musicians or whatever? Have you done other original stories or is Stable your first, you it's know, first it's the first full graphic novel. We did a one shot of a story called The Red that will um, that will have a full graphic novel to it. We only put the first uh, the first part out. Uh, that printing sold out within the first month of it being out when it came out last year, which is really exciting. And we're right now. Um, I think what Morgan? Are we nearing the end of the production of uh, part two right now? Yeah, it's a four chapter graphic novel for that one. Um, the main reason that we had to pause it at all was because the artist left, I think, for like uh, Disney or Rockstar Games or something crazy. John Lamb is a, is a mega talent. I, I actually think we have like a it's, it's like a good problem to have. We keep finding talent. And I guess this goes to sort of like what heavy metal does, you know, and here as well. Yeah. And like up and like like real talent that is kind of untapped. And then. Sure. Once they we release their first book, if we don't already have them contracted for something else, it's like Disney swallows them up or something. Like that's what happened with like Ming Chen Shen, who did uh, Treadwater and stuff like that. So, 
we keep losing our artists to uh, bigger companies and stuff. But hopefully, you know, as as um, Fran is a co-creator in this one, he's not just like a work for hire. Um, like he'll want to keep doing the the rest of the series. So I'm I'm pretty excited that uh, we're going to be able to see this full uh, series. But to answer your original question, was like um, is stable like our first or, or do we have more? There's there's five that we currently have planned that are in development. Stable's Great. ready for market. It's like in print. It's, it's gonna, I think it's out next week, right? The 15th. Right, next week, um, yeah. And we have Remnant, which is like this retro futurism sort of like private investigator story. It takes place in the future, but it has like that sort of Dick Tracy 1920s, 1940s kind of vibe, which is cool. <laughs> um, it's, it's really, it's a neat, that's like a very interesting one we'll get to. That's cool. the next one up that comes out, I think in like June or August. Then we have uh, The Red, which is um, what Matt was talking about before. The and then don't thing. forget, the we, haven't, we haven't even announced it yet, but the fifth force. Oh, yeah, that's huge. That's yeah, another that I, mean, I didn't know we were even allowed to talk about that one yet. Um, talking about it. <laughs> that, that, that's a word balloon exclusive right there. Ah, uh, very kind. Thank you very much, Matt. That's very nice. Fifth Absolutely. force is pretty cool. We were actually, it was initially, we were hired to do it as like a, um, as a work for hire project, but we became very close with the, uh, the client on this one. And she's been such a collab, like a creative collaborator on it that it's, it's just become something we've, we've grown very close to. And we were sort of like, can we get more involved in this? Like we would love to help publish it too. Like we believe in the story big time. Not that we don't believe in everything we're working on, but like, of course, just that one felt appropriate to sort of bring it into the, what we call the hero Onyx titles or Onyx are like the hero's original lines that we published through, through heavy metal. And then you have yes. like hero sort of like client work, which is stuff that we're just hired to customize and make for them. I get it. Absolutely. Matt, uh, can I ask you a couple of heavy metal questions? Please. All right. It's the, it's uh, the 40th anniversary. And again, it only makes me feel old, but uh, the, the 40th anniversary of the, uh, the, uh, the film, the heavy metal uh, film. Oh, the film. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure we're coming up on the 45th. So of the oh, magazine. Oh, yeah, of the magazine. I was itself. like, wait, I thought sure. it. But yes, sure. the, the, the film, yeah. But I was wondering, much like uh, last year when, when uh, Matt and I spoke and Tarno was coming out, and uh, I wondered, and especially mentioning Remnant, it reminded me of one of the one of my favorite stories in the heavy metal movie, the Harry Coyle uh, kind of private eye story, the noir story oh, yeah. in heavy metal. And I wondered if um, any of the stories from the film like Tarna might come out and be celebrated this year, given that it's the 40th anniversary. Um, you know, we've been working really close with Sony on doing some activation uh, for the film. I believe that's still on pace to come out this year. Last I talked to them at the end of last year, which I'm really excited about it. Uh, when that, when that does come out, um, it's going to be just like incredible. I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, so I'll just sure. leave it at that. But okay. um, I can also say that in addition to the um, the things that we might be doing from a film standpoint with the original movie, we are aggressively um, bringing our stories off the page and onto the screen. Um, we've announced a partnership with um, uh, Bardell Animation to do Moon Lake with Dan Fogler, which we're really oh, excited great. about. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, one of the books that I can't talk about yet that Morgan is um, editing actually at Heavy Metal has just gotten picked up with an animation studio as well. We'll be announcing that in the next few weeks, which is really exciting. And then we, I think it was about May of last year, we announced we announced a, um, a partnership with Range Media Group which is this amazing new management firm made up of the best of the best from CAA, WME, ICM. When they all left last year, they created range under the guidance of Pete Michelli, who's become a dear friend, him, Dave Bucliari, and Michael Cooper, who are kind of our three captains over there, just salt of the earth guys. And as you know, the announcements in Deadline and Variety said, we're aggressively putting together heavy metal studios to see what we can take from the page to the screens. Because I mean, you know, I like to say this jokingly, but I do really believe it. Heavy metal's the ranger from the North and it's our job at this point in history to bring him back to Minas Tirith to be the king of men. 
I get it. Absolutely, man. Um, and also, I am new to the VR world. I got my Oculus. I uh, gifted myself for my birthday uh, recently to uh, to do something with that. And uh, I wondered, given, and especially, God, Stable's a great example of it, the amazing art that comes from heavy metal and what you guys are now providing too uh, with hero projects. Are you, are you playing in the, uh, in the VR world and uh, any projects for the VR world coming up? So we're, we're doing a ton of VR metaverse stuff. Um, there's a few um, relationships that we're trying to solidify right now. Currently um, crypto.com has been an unbelievable partner uh, with our NFTs and, um, they are environmentally friendly NFTs, which I always know uh, when that word comes up, NFT is, are you thinking about how they're impacting? And we are. Uh, we are only doing um, NFTs on platforms like Crypto.com or like Everscapes, uh, which is uh, owned by a company named Artify, which is incredible. Both of them use uh, level two Ethereum and not to get too geeky, but that just means that it's not burning down a rainforest every time you mint an NFT. They're carbon neutral, um, which is really important to understand. And our successes on crypto.com kind of speak for themselves. We're the, the fifth most successful creator right behind Snoop Dogg, Aston Martin, Marvel's artist, and, um, and another artist that's worked with everyone from Snoop to Joe Rogan and everyone else in between. So the, 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 the quality of fan that is coming through on crypto.com is just reinforcing that the brand is ready for another explosion. Can you describe some of the, like, I don't even know what uh, specific NFT product you might be offering. Um, is it a gaming experience? I mean, you know, yeah. Can you just kind of give me beyond an image? Because I think right now the comic book fans are used to hearing about exclusive images and, and things like that. I'm assuming that based on what you're saying, that maybe it's more in the gaming realm or anything like that, but, you know, kind of educate me on what kind of NFTs you're offering. Yeah, it's, um, it's a slew of different opportunities. So there's everything from just really high quality art that can be used as art in your home. And then uh, this last collection that just finished up yesterday that uh, the project starts on February 19th, we called it Writing with the Legends, and we're putting about 1,500 people into five different discords to work with editors like Morgan and others from the team to help in the creative process of creating an original piece of content with our writing staff, our editor staff, you know, people that really have a hand in the magazine and in the brand are able to work with the community to create new and original ideas together. And at the end of it, everyone's name will be published in the magazine and we'll be creating these profile pics or PFPs, which is, you know, very similar to uh, what a board ape is. If you got, if you've heard of the board ape yacht club, um, it is like kind of this more popular NFT collection. We'll be creating um, all of the uh, various, uh, uh, character profile picks for people to have and flaunt within their digital uh, profiles. The equivalent okay. of like kind of like creating an avatar for yourself that's custom, that's like one of one that you only have, which is kind of neat. And a lot of people are really into that right now because it's like with, you know, with the whole metaverse and everything yeah. starting to come the way, it's like, well, who are you going to be inside of this, this world? So that's, I think, a big reason that like NFTs are really starting to take off, you know, being able to- Very interesting. Like, oh, this is, you know- the original, it's not a ripoff. It's not something that you can track it in its coding and things like that. There's a, there's, it's the equivalent of like, Oh, well you have an original Monet painting or something like that. Right. And someone wants to know like, well, do you have the original or did you just take a copy of it? And if sure. you can look it up, you can see it. Nope. That's the one that you have. It's one of one. Interesting. Um, All right. Interesting that again, it's, it is still in the art realm versus like I said, I mean, I've just heard, you know, NFTs can be anything. And uh, I'm, I am curious. I, I mean, this is a new frontier. It doesn't surprise me that, you know, uh, folks from heavy metal are involved. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's very interesting in terms of the different products that are being developed. So I appreciate the description. No, of course. And we're working on a, a really fun collection for stable that'll come out in June. Uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll tell you the title of it now. And when you read the book, uh, when you read the book, you'll um, it'll make more sense. But it's going to be called Build-A-Bert. 
and it'll be a stable heavy metal hero projects uh, NFT collaboration, which we're really excited about. Um, and again, as as you uh, read the story, you'll learn who Bert is. And well, a little, here's a fake ad for the build of Bert in the game. I mean, <laughs> in the, in the um, yeah, in the book. book. But it, again, it's like a fake ad for something that exists in the story that wound up like becoming a lot more than its original intention kind of thing so again we're taking a a concept from the the book and like kind of bringing it into a real world even if it's a digital world nft type thing like experience so we're trying to bring the story to life too that go beyond just like the art form and the visual and 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 you have already started offering nfts uh you know in in your projects and stuff i mean prior to stable oh yes no heavy metal has done a myriad of nfts with crypto.com um, we're actually ranked number fifth in their creator oh, profile. Yeah, yes. so they uh, so so been a, we've sold over twenty thousand NFTs to o- just over uh, I think eight thousand different community members. So it's been pretty amazing the adoption. Uh, and again, as you were alluding to, John, the uh, we wouldn't be heavy metal if we weren't in new frontiers. Sure. trying new technologies and trying to push the envelope in, in different ways of narrative storytelling. That's, I understand it. I, again, it doesn't surprise me and it's, it's great to hear. Um, you know, yeah, I'm, I, again, I, I just think this NFT world is such a, a foreign world right now that uh, I, as I understand it and learn more about it, I can, I can see the applications. Uh, God, you know, uh, 20,000 sales shows that it's, an active audience that wants to be involved in this. And also the fact that, as you say, it's NFTs 2.0. So uh, it's uh, more environmentally friendly, which I know is a big concern to everyone hearing about these things and not learning. The crypto aspect of NFTs, um, certainly lately, uh, obviously the cryptocurrency world, I think took a bit of a dip. Uh, does that, uh, will, will there be a time, do you see where, People can purchase NFTs without having it need to be through cryptocurrency. And, you know, I'm Joe Schmo. I want to I want to spend a hundred bucks and I want to get this NFT on my own, that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's exactly why we partnered with Everscapes, Artify and Crypto.com, because on those platforms, unlike OpenSea, you can actually use your credit card. And it's really okay. easy to purchase an NFT there. And, you know, to your point about the crypto market going down a little bit, it's actually roared back uh, in the last week. The Bitcoin has uh, gone up uh, from, I think, it went as low as 31,000 of Bitcoin. It's back up to about 45,000 today. And um, the the thing is, if if you're just now getting into crypto, you might think that is uh, a little concerning. But if you've been in crypto for the last decade or so, it's pretty normal that they have these sort of roller coaster moments, but year over year, it always compounds and is exponentially bigger than it was the year before. If you look at it from a macro point of view and yeah, uh, to your point, it is, it is heavy metals responsibility to really make it as easy as possible to purchase NFTs, graphic novels, the magazine, whatever it is we're selling. We want to make sure that it is, it is super fluid because all we're trying to do is get the content into our fans' hands faster and more efficiently. And, and if, if that is our re- really our only modus is to do, ooh, sorry, is to do that. No um, whether whether it's an NFT, whether it's a physical book, or you know whether it's a trip to Mars in thirty years, whatever it is that uh, that gets our fans closer to our stories. That's that's all we're trying to do. Well, I appreciate that, honestly, the clarification, because uh, I could point to a recent uh, conversation I had about companies wanting to do NFTs. And uh, I I don't think I got the information I was looking for, even though my questions were, I felt rather clear. Uh, So, no, thank you for for the education. And uh, hey, I mean, I I, as I as I've said in other conversations to quote the band, the police, you know, I'm only seeking knowledge, uh, things they didn't teach me in college. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it helps to learn. And, and truly, I think that's, I think once more information comes out, uh, people will feel more comfortable. The people that are concerned will feel more comfortable with NFTs being there as an option. And again, regardless, I mean, uh, you know, the main engine for you guys is the magazine, is these graphic novels. 
And uh, hey, you're you're maintaining the tradition and still moving forward with uh, you know the 45th year of heavy metal. That's scary. That 45 years, good lord! You got to get Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You got to get Jabbar to uh, write something for you guys. I don't know if you knew that. I uh, I had I had Jabbar in a couple a couple of years ago, and he's like, oh, I'm a big heavy metal fan, and I'm like, that's amazing. And he's yeah, been- I've heard- I've heard- I've heard- yeah, no. Well, uh, we have a bunch of. Uh- you know, with with Crypto.com being a, a poignant partner and obviously them owning the former Staples Center, getting to Cream is <laughs> fairly easy. So I, I think that's actually a great idea because I had forgotten about how uh, a bunch of those guys, you know, the late Kobe also was a huge, huge heavy metal fan from everything that I've been told. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, a lot of people might not know, but Kobe actually had an Oscar in animation. He, he's yes. an amazing, amazing animation freak. Loved loved the medium, was really in, in, in sort of the second career of his life, moving into doing more feature-length animated projects. So I think, you know, th- there's something interesting about the hip-hop basketball community and their love of comic books. Uh, Hero actually uh, produces the graphic novel annually for Rolling Loud, the number one sure. hip-hop music festival in the world. And <laughs> we've seen, you know, a lot of the, that, uh, that attitude from those, um, from those communities of people that just love the idea of, you know, ice shooting lasers or, you know, flame-throwing superheroes. And it's, uh, it's really fun to work with creatives in that space. But that's a great idea. I'm literally going to be emailing to try to get uh, Kareem on the phone for next week after this. <laughs> All right. I get to write the forward if that deal comes through. Down. Let's do it. I'm into it. <laughs> well, that's great. Guys, honestly, uh, Stable, it comes out on, uh, I believe, uh, the 15th or the 14th? The 15th. There you go. So, no, honestly, uh, it looks great. And uh, like I said, I, I really appreciate the idea behind the story. Uh, good luck with Hero Projects. And uh, I expect to hear more in the future from uh, not only in the stable story, which obviously has more chapters to come, but uh, more developments from Heavy Metal. I'm always glad to get a Heavy Metal update. And uh, it sounds like uh, all the oars are going in the right direction and everything. So congratulations, Matt and Morgan. A pleasure to meet you. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you'll, uh, again, stable everybody. It, uh, it comes out on February 15th and, uh, I look forward to talking more about it. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks, John. Appreciate you. Have a good one. I could talk NFTs all day, John. <laughs> um, <laughs> great fun talking to Madden and Morgan about stable. Stable is available now and uh, pick it up. You can either get it at the Heavy Metal website, but certainly wherever uh, books are sold, uh, you'll be able to find stable. Really neat stuff. It's going to be an interesting week here on Word Balloon tomorrow. We're going to have a continuation of the creator commentary from Kelly Sue DeConnick and Phil Jimenez, uh, all about the Black Label Wonder Woman book, His Story, Volume 1, The Amazons. We only got through about half of the book, so we will finish that commentary and uh, take your comments and questions as well live. That's all happening on Wednesday afternoon here on Word Balloon. Check uh, social media for uh, specific times, but it's likely going to be uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun uh, talking about that. And uh, also other great stuff coming up in the days ahead here on Word Balloon. Make sure you check in and uh, check out some of the other great conversation. February continues with lots of great fun. Word Balloon is brought to you by Aftershock Comics. Here's some of the highlights of February coming from Aftershock. You're going to see the release of Baby Teeth Volume 4, the wrap-up to the series from Donny Cates and Gary Brown. That's coming out on February 9th. There's issue 4 of Cross to Bear, the chase for Jack the Ripper from Marco Stojanovic and Sinza Banovich. That is coming out on February 23rd. There's also Paul Tobin and Andy McDonald's My Date with Monsters, Issue 4, also coming out on February 23rd. Then there's the modern-day Christmas crime story, The Naughty List, from the minds of Nick Santora, TV writer of The Sopranos, Law & Order, The Fugitive, and Prison Break, and illustrated by Lee Ferguson of Sympathy for No Devils. That's coming up in April, and it's going to be another barn burner from Aftershock Comics. Don't forget 
You can find full story descriptions, preview pages of art, and the diamond codes on these and other books to order through your local shop at AfterShockComics.com. Wordballoon is also brought to you by AlexRossArt.com. Alex's art speaks for itself. Iconic images of incredibly amazing characters over the years. DC, Marvel, tributes to people like the Monkees and Monty Python, David Bowie, the Beatles. So many great iconic people have allowed themselves and their estates have allowed Alex to depict them in ways that you want on your wall. Not only wonderful covers for graphic novels and comics, but also beautiful art prints, amazing lithographs, and incredible original art as well. If you can swing it, it's worth it because Alex is that kind of illustrative genius and all of his work is waiting for you at every price point imaginable at alexrossart.com. Don't waste time. Go over there today. I'm sure you're going to find your favorite hero depicted by Alex Ross. alexrossart.com. Word Balloon is also brought to you by the League of Word Balloon listeners. That's right, my superhero team, the listeners of Word Balloon that back me through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Word Balloon. I'm not asking anybody to break the bank to support me. If you can spare it, if you like Word Balloon and you want to support the show, that's the best way to do it. And uh, it's just a monthly subscription. It could be a dollar. Whatever amount you can afford is greatly appreciated. It helps keep the lights on here at Word Balloon and uh, helps keep me in business as I pursue these great interviews and other projects as well that are coming in 2022. So if you like what you hear here and want to hear more, go to patreon.com slash wordballoon and I really appreciate the support. Thank you, League of Word Balloon listeners. Until next time, thanks for listening. Word Balloon is a copyright feature of Shaky Productions. Copyright 2022. Stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.